0: Welcome back to the South Florida Collegiate Baseball League Roundup Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Putnick, and live baseball is well underway down here in South Florida. We're now about a week into the 2020 SFCBL season, and dang, it feels good to have baseball to watch down here. On today's show, we're just going to catch you guys up on a little bit that's happening around the league, along with previewing the upcoming weekend of games. We'll also have an interview with West Focus snapper, infielder, and now Cincinnati Red, Francisco Urbaez. But before we get into that, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Lexi Kastrillion. Lexi, how have you enjoyed the uh, first few days of the SFCBL?
1: It's been great. Like you said, it feels so good to have, you know, live baseball to watch. Um, We've had a couple of really interesting games, and I've had a really good time watching
0: them. Yeah, it's been a ton of fun to watch. Sadly, I haven't been able to see all the teams around the league because that's where my schedule's kind of been forcing me to go. But it's been a ton of fun just to watch any sort of baseball in person for sure. But, yeah, so let's let's get into a little bit of what happened last week and take you through the player of the week and the pitcher of the week for the first weekend of baseball in the SFCBL. The player of the week is Anthony Ponce from Catawba College. He's a catcher on the Palm Beach Extreme. In two games this past weekend, he went 5 for 6 with an 833 average, one run, one double, one RBI, and a walk. So, I mean, it's a pretty solid week to start out with. Let's see how he can build on this going forward as we get into the season. And then the pitcher of the week, we got the right-handed pitcher from Auburn University and currently playing for the Palm Beach Diamond Ducks, Ryan Watson. In his one game that he played in last weekend, he pitched two innings with five Ks on six batters faced, no walks, no hits, and has just signed a deal as an undrafted free agent to play for the Baltimore Orioles as of June 15th. So, big signing. We're going to have more players that we know that have signed in the coming weeks. So we'll get that list to you once we get it. But as of right now, I know of at least two right now, and that's Francisco Urbaez, like I previously mentioned, and Ryan Watson for the Palm Beach Diamond Ducks. So pretty good weekend of baseball so far. Lexi, what did you see out of this weekend?
1: Um the biggest thing that stood out to me is um how well the Phipps Park Barracudas have been playing. So I guess, you know, they're the big winners of the opening weekend. They went 3-0. 3-0. Um, they outscored the Blazers in their series 29-13, to including an 18-7 to win on Monday night. Um, you know, they had five errors, but they pulled through to win. Um, this is a completely different Barracudas team than I saw last year. I don't know what they have in the water over there at Phipps Park, but they are playing worlds differently than they did last year. It's been
0: impressive to watch. It's Yeah, it's certainly weird because I was asking you guys about that when we first started to watch these games, and I said, So these guys were one of the better teams last year, right? And you guys said, maybe not. And so that's kind of took me by surprise. But as of right now, we're recording on uh, the 18th as Thursday. And right now they're 3-2. So they've had a a little bit of come down to earth, but maybe not too much. We'll see how they can kind of play out the next couple of weeks. But one of the teams that I enjoyed watching this week or hearing about this week, because sadly I wasn't able to get out there to watch, but I will be able to watch this week is the West Boca Snappers. They picked up right where they left off uh, from last season in their title run. They went 2-1 and one over the weekend, splitting a doubleheader with the Pompano Beach Clippers, and they took down the Delray Beach Lightning on Monday night, 9-3. to three. So a great start for the snappers here, as always. And they're going to be playing another pretty good game this week. They got the game of the week, actually, on Friday night against the Palm Beach Diamond Ducks in Palm Beach Gardens. So another great game. As of right now, they're still 3-1 and one on the 18th this Thursday. But... Another great uh, weekend from the reigning champs. Lexi, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, just like you said, they're picking up right where they left off. Um, I'm excited to see how they play in the game of the week. Um, You know, I I hope they continue to do well.
0: And another team, just want to touch on them just before we get into into some other stuff from the first weekend of play, Boynton Beach Buccaneers. They got off to a really good start this week. They're currently five and one, and one of their pitchers, Evan uh, Evan Wickery, from Florida State College of Jacksonville, is off to a solid, solid start. He's pitched in two games. He's uh, had five innings of work, four Ks, one walk, and three hits over the two games. He's pitched in one win against the Pokers and then a loss against the Blazers on the 14th. So he's played pretty darn well for this team so far, and. this team doesn't really overpower you with a ton of runs but their defense and their pitching will do the job and hold teams to less than five runs a game so that's really going to be the big key in this in this league this season is not having innings balloon and just get out of hand too quickly because certainly with the whole COVID-19 and players being out of play for a few weeks and months actually teams are gonna be a bit rusty and if you can limit those uh beginnings and with and limiting errors you're gonna do well in these games first couple weeks.
1: For sure. I mean and like you said the Bucks have been dominating to um quote former SFCBL intern and former Bucks player Robbie Cobb Bucks are hot. That was his saying last year and I mean he's got a point. They're off to five and one start. The Bucks are certainly hot.
0: And sadly, enough, sadly, though, we won't be able to see too much of their games this weekend because they only have one this up-and-coming weekend, and I believe that, that's against the Pokers. But next week, we should have a few more opportunities to see them get out on the field. So there's going to be a bunch of great baseball coming up your way this weekend as we get into it. And that will get you into our interview with West Boca Snapper, and now Cincinnati Red, Francisco Urbaez. <laughs> Now I'd like to welcome on a very special guest to the show, current West Focus snapper, and now Cincinnati Red, Francisco Arbaez. How are you doing, man? Pretty good,
2: pretty good. Thank you very much for the invitation.
0: Oh, yeah, I'd love to have you on anytime. But let's start off with the most important thing right now, at least for you. It was announced that, uh, this past week that you signed with the Cincinnati Reds organization. Uh, what has it been like getting the call for the Reds and now officially becoming a professional baseball player?
2: It was a dream come true, man. It was a dream come true. That's that's what I've been working for this this. This whole, my whole life, basically. And uh, when I told my family, they were, ugh, you cannot imagine. Uh, and also when I heard, when I heard uh, the guides telling me, uh, like, the terms of the contract and everything, I was just, I I honestly didn't even listen. I was just, yes, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm ready to go. And it was a pretty exciting moment for me and my family. So uh, it's just great to be a part of uh of this journey now that I'm starting
0: yeah it's draft week and all that's certainly an amazing week for everyone but what has it been like playing these past few seasons in the South Florida Collegiate Baseball League and how do you think it helped you grow as a ball player
2: you have no idea you have no idea especially for me because when you go back home it's really hard to play uh you can practice a lot but it's hard to play so I like to stay here uh and get my reps in you know uh, I don't like to go far to play baseball. So here in South Florida, with Vince and Ryan, they've helped me a lot, uh, and, and my other coaches, they give me the opportunity to stay healthy and then just practice and work on my craft. And I have some coaches, uh, hitting coaches, infielder coaches that help me uh, put in the work and show I could be ready for the fall to come in ready right in the fall and earn my spot. You know, so I'm really, I'm gonna always be really grateful for what I've for what they've done to me. me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, talking about the league and going off of that, do you want to walk us through your journey a little bit, you know, coming from the Dominican Republic, starting at Chipola, transferring to FAU, and your experience in the league?
2: Okay, yeah. Uh, I came here 2017, 2016, sorry, 2016. I came to the (laughs) state 2016. So, I didn't play that much in Chipola. Uh, That was my other school. so one of my coaches was like, Hey, why don't you stay here uh, and play summer ball? So I talked to my parents and a couple of other friends that were like, Yeah, stay, like you're not gonna do anything back home. So they got me on the snappers. Uh that was my first year. I came down here. Uh and I loved it. I loved it everywhere. I loved the environment. Uh and and I and I told Ryan that like if, if it was possible to come the, the year after uh after my sophomore year. And he said, "Yeah." So I, I came down here again. Then I transferred to FAU. So I was, I, I was around. Uh, I wanted to play after my my junior year. So they were they were always open for me, you know. So uh, I, I'm really thankful for that.
1: Yeah. So I covered you at um, FAU in 2019, and then again with the Snappers last summer. And you know the most. I guess, prevalent thing about you is your attitude. You know, you're kind of a glue guy in the clubhouse. You know, you're always so friendly and so loud in the field, encouraging people. Um, do you think that your positive attitude in the clubhouse and on the field will, like, has helped make those transitions easier for you?
2: I feel like it does. I feel like it does. Like, my junior year, uh, like, the first couple of weeks when I transferred here, I tried to stay, like, low because, like, you know, because there's all the people in front of me there and the, the the leaders, you know, so I try to learn from them a little bit and bring my positivity, my energy out there. Uh, so, because I feel like it helps, you know, it helps. And I feel like everybody likes that. I'm not, some people like it, some people don't, the way I play. So, uh, I, I but I feel like if you're on my team, you're going to like it. So that's that's why I do it. And sometimes people come up to me, uh, saying like hey keep playing like that like I like the way you play so that like actually like inspired me and give it gives me more like uh energy to to show it out there you know
0: I enjoy, yeah and I enjoyed you watching you for the past few seasons down at FAU but uh while you're playing at FAU last year in 2019 how much did it you played very well that last season but how Thank much you. did it hurt how much did it hurt to see this 2020 season get cut short on you guys but you
2: you have no idea. I I, I honestly don't uh, didn't know that it was gonna be that that ser- uh serious. I mean, I didn't know it was that big of deal. When when we were playing University of Penn, and they they season got canceled like literally thirty minutes before game time. Uh, I was like, "There's no way that happens to us." Like I I didn't see it coming honestly. And I, my coach was right next to me when I said that, and he's like, "You never know." So he was. And he he talked to us about it like a couple of days after like a like uh conference is starting to cancel their season so just be ready in case if something happens we we see USA and I remember we were going to I think uh middle ten Tennessee I don't remember I'm not pretty sure and we were we were on the Fort Lauderdale airport and we were we stayed there for like. 30 minutes, trying to see if we were good to go or not. Uh, and then we, we found out about the season canceling when we landed on Baltimore. So we had to come back and everything. And it was just it was just really hard for everybody. But we were kind of prepared for it, you know.
0: And that's brutal. That whole couple of weeks where everything started to go down and snowball were just a wild time all around. I know it was wild for me. I was up in Tallahassee kind of covering FSU sports, so that was – Crazy as well, but getting back to kind of you as a player, what do you think is your biggest strength on the field
2: i will say I will say that my energy I, I, I feel like i'm I have a lot of uh, i'm really positive every time I, I try to get a positive every situation and especially if you're like losing and the game so I feel like that that uh, holds a team together and uh, and try gives them you know the energy that they need they might need uh Uh, just to go out there and ball out, you know.
1: So going back to this coronavirus nonsense, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Major League Baseball is on a big hiatus right now. Um, What's your next step going forward? How does the hiatus affect you as a new signee? Have the Reds, like, communicated anything to you about that?
2: As of right now, I don't know very, very well. They don't know either because since there's no minor leagues this year uh, so far, uh we don't know yet there there was a guy that told me that it, it might take a couple months uh for us to be back but as of right now uh nothing nothing is sure yet so uh, i don't know i don't know where, where where i'm going or or what's the next step
1: right um, so what's the procedure in regards to the league? So are you allowed to continue to play? Like, does your professional status change your eligibility with um, the league?
2: Yes. Yes, it does. I'm not, I'm not allowed to play anymore. Uh, sadly, I, I really wanted to, to, to be part of the team uh, this year. And, uh, and, you know, cause we're going to the beat, going for the <laughs> tripe and, and, uh, yes. And it's sad, but I'm I'm still going to be around. Uh, I'm still planning on practicing with them uh, just to stay in shape. uh, And, and again, still uh, be ready, be ready.
0: I got one last question before we let you go here. What are your thoughts on Skyline Chili? Skyline Chili?
1: Yeah, so it's like a big thing in Cincinnati, I guess. It's like a – Chain restaurant up there? Really?
2: Like, I, I yeah. didn't know that. I yeah. I'll Have to look that up. I will have to look that up.
0: <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of it. It's a lot of chili on spaghetti or chili on hot dogs with cheese on top. I don't know if you're a big fan of that kind of food. I mean, that sounds good. I'm not. Gonna
2: lie. <laughs> <laughs> good. That sounds really good. I'll probably be a fan of it. I'm. I'm not really a picky eater, so I'll, <laughs> I'll probably. Eat you know, like it.
0: Well, it sounds like you're already going to be a fan favorite up there in Cincinnati, so I'm sure they're going to love you up there. (laughs) Thank you. Thank
1: you. Congratulations again. I can't wait to watch you going forward.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Yeah, congratulations, and thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Thanks again to Francisco for joining us on today's show. And now let's get into a little bit of the weekend preview and get uh, get you prepped for what the weekend has ahead of us for the SFCBL this weekend. First off, I want to lead off with the SFCBL Game of the Week. We got the West Boca Snappers visiting the Palm Beach Diamond Ducks at Joe Russo Field in Palm Beach Gardens on Friday night at 7 p.m. If you can't make it out to the field, we will have a broadcast that will be available on Teamline. On You just have to go to the main website for the league, and then it should be in the top left corner, or you can find the link on the mobile as well by scrolling down. So, But we got the Diamond Ducks. They're going to be there three and two as of right now. They're a pretty good solid ball comp from what I've seen. I've only seen them play one game, granted. So they play pretty well, though. One of the catchers, though, that I like out of this team is Jerry Huntsinger from Seton Hall. He's got currently playing pretty darn well. He's got a 500 average He's in 16 at-bats. So it's not like it's that small sample size that we see early on. 16 at-bats is a decent sample size starting off the season. He's got two runs, two RBIs, two walks, two stolen bags on the season. So... He's playing pretty well so far, but another guy that I'd like to mention is uh, outfielder Andrew Martinez from Emory Riddle. This is his second year playing in the league, and even last year he was playing pretty darn well, batting 380 in 2019. This year he's getting up there. He's currently uh, sitting at 316 with a little bit more strikeouts at six as opposed to his teammate Hunsinger with only two, but he's got eight RBIs, a home run, two doubles, and six hits. So pretty darn good season right now for Martinez. Uh, have you seen any anything out of this team, Lexi? And what do you think about the Ducks so far?
1: Um, I mean, they—I know they lost to the Lightning last night, but I mean, they've been pretty solid. Um, the Ducks, I feel like, have always been a solid team in the league. I know they played really well last year. You know, that's kind of carried over to this season.
0: Exactly. And Joe Russo from Palm Beach Gardens does a solid job with this team, so there's nothing less that you could really expect from this. But in getting into a little bit about their pitching staff. Jackson Vassellis uh, from FAU, another solid pitcher that they got on the staff. He's pitched in two games so far with four innings, six Ks, one walk, and only two hits. So kid guy can really keep guys off the bags, and that's really what is key right now in this league because as you- as I even listed with a few guys from the top there, stolen bags are prevalent. I mean, just between Huntzinger and Martinez, they both have four bags between the two of them now in the first week of the season so you can only expect those numbers to rise as we keep going into this season so keeping those guys off the bag is critical because as we know errors right now are a bit more uh come about a bit more often because of the lack of uh game time they've actually seen one more guy another fau owl adrian reese from fau he's done pretty well this season he's only had one game but he does have one win or he's pitching three games sorry he's got the one win for the Ducks right now he's pitched in six innings seven K's one walk and two hits so another guy that's really going to keep guys off the bags and another guy that's going to draw a lot of strikeouts a lot of swing and miss pitches he's got the stuff that's certainly going to keep the West Boca snappers on their toes this weekend Lexian, what do you think about the West Boca snappers and their odds for this game against the Ducks
1: so, like we mentioned earlier, they're 2-1 right now as of yesterday afternoon. Um, I mean, I think they have pretty solid odds going into here. Um, this was always a good game to watch last season when the snappers would played the Ducks. Um, always entertaining. You know, it's never really a dull moment. Doesn't move too slow. These guys, you know, they feed off their energy, and I think it'll be a pretty solid matchup. Um, a couple of guys you want to look out for going into this game is infielder Derek Cartaya from FIU. Um, Cartaya was actually the league MVP last year um right now um he's heading into this game with a 667 average with two hits this season he's had in three at-bats um with just one walk so I mean he's definitely one to look out for and he's great defensively also he's got the hops he's got the speed um definitely somebody you want to look out for another guy um Luis Avila is from Tulane another returning member from the snappers um he's a catcher He's had eight at-bats, and he's hitting 500 with two RBIs, a double, and four hits. Um, Really solid. I mean, he's always come in with the bat and done a really good job. So offense really seems to be Avila's strong suit. Um, He started out at Rice in CUSA and actually transferred over to Wallace Dothan, who has a very strong baseball program. Um, And he did really well over there. And this was his first year at Tulane. So I think that he's going to be a guy to look out for offensively. He's definitely a power hitter, so he's fun to watch. Um, And on the pitching side, we have Kobe Smith from St. Edwards University. Again, another returning member to the Snappers. He's done really well so far. He's pitched in two games with a zero ERA. He has three strikeouts and three innings pitched with just two hits. So and he, coming off of last season, finished with a 2.75 ERA, which is strong. So he's got the stuff. I really think that he'll be able to keep guys off the bag. Um, Had 25 strikeouts last season. So he's definitely, definitely one to watch. I think he'll uh, definitely be giving the Ducks a run for his money tomorrow night.
0: Exactly. And one thing that I noticed from that list that you just rattled off right there is that all those guys that you just went through are repeat uh snappers this is their second season or third season with the team and so this team this is why it seems like they've been doing so well because i'm obviously still new to the sfcvl but getting these guys in for a second year and having them kind of come back is a reason why this team is probably going to be one of those teams that is going to win the league or has a better chance to win it but sadly i haven't been able to see that much of the ducks or the snappers this season but I'm really excited to get out there on Friday night to see these two teams take on one another on Friday night. So it should be a really good game. But some other games that I, that we could, that I would say are games to watch this uh, weekend, we got the Blazers and the Lightning, the Delray Beach Lightning, the Boca Tumbo Blazers, that is, going in for a three-game series, so to speak, for the weekend. So that will be a ton of fun. I know both teams have gotten out of the gates a little bit sluggish, but these two teams really, I think, have the power and the pitching to take themselves far into this season.
1: Yeah, they definitely have a ton of potential in the team. Um, like you said, I think it just took a couple of games to kind of shake the rust off and uh, get things moving again. We saw a glimpse of the offensive talent from the Lightning this weekend with Kate Fergus and Jackson Winstrom both hitting um, home runs last night. Um, yeah, I just think they needed to get that momentum going a little bit, and I think that we're going to have some fun watching these guys moving forward.
0: Those two home runs last night from Ferguson Winstrom may have been Two of the more impressive ones that we've seen all year Wenstrom with an opposite field home run over the monster, and then Fergus just absolutely pounding it way uh, past and probably into the waste management facility behind left field. <laughs> so, certainly, just they, this team has a ton of power, and once they can get the bats going, they really can show it.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Vince said last night that that home run that Fergus hit was the farthest we've ever seen at Little Fenway. So, uh, yeah, they definitely got a power in their lineup. I just think they needed to. You know, get the gears moving a little bit.
0: Yeah, just a little bit of reacclimation will always do the body good and do yourself good, especially in baseball. But absolutely, one, one, are, one other game that I want to touch on before we uh, end this episode off is the Bucks in the extreme. The Bucks, like I mentioned before in the first half of the show, Bucks are a hot team. They're the best team right now in the league, according to standings and other statistics. And they're coming in to play the extreme on uh, set this Friday night at 6 p.m. at the St. Lucia Sports Complex. So expect the Bucs to come out high. I think I would be taking the Bucs over the extreme in this game. No bias, just facts. And expect them to come in, come out of the weekend still on top in the league.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I, the odds are definitely in the Bucks' favor, um, but it should be a great game to watch.
0: Exactly. And I think that's all we got from this episode of the South Florida Collegiate Baseball League Roundup podcast. Thanks again to Lexi for joining me. Thank you to Francisco Arbias for also joining us on the show. It was a great time. Hopefully we can get some more players joining us throughout the weeks of the season. Thank you all again for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time.